Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2016. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Guess where I am today? I'm south of Copenhagen in Denmark with a very special guest by the name of Jan Kalmer. Jan, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? I am so ready. <laughs> I know. You're the kind of guy who is always ready because when we learn more about you today and your driving prowess and what you're building, uh, people are going to kind of get it. But before I give you a proper introduction... What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Jan? Oh, I, I, I think there's a lot people don't <laughs> know about me. I, um, I think, I think maybe it's a Danish thing. Danish thing who who lives hidden lives well. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I've actually tried to to stay under the radar as as good as possible or as low as possible. Now I find that very funny and very telling because you have a business and a life that you are out there having a really good time. And again, before I give you a proper introduction, you just came back from a little a little driving adventure. Where were you? Um, actually, at, at the Arctic Circle in, in Finland, uh, Rovaniemi, some say it's the home of Santa Claus, um, uh, uh, where we had a, a driving event where we run air cool 911s on WRC tires and blasting through the forest at at full speed. So um, I just came back yesterday morning from there and we'll go back uh, in some weeks time. There you go. Well, that gives you uh, listeners a little flavor for this character that we're going to be talking to today. Uh, he likes some adventure. So let's get started. Jan Kalmer is the co-owner of Kalmer Automotive, a company that he and past Cars yeah guest Tom Christensen, yeah, Lamont Tom Christensen, are owners of. Kalmer Automotive's mission is to create the greenest car ever by building new life back into existing cars. They fit them with plant fiber bodywork. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, and if desired they create can create an ev version of these vehicles as well uh this is all under the banner of automotive hot culture where it's all about low volume high quality and bespoke tailor-made vehicles uh they also host events going to places where you don't normally find automobiles uh like the uh, arctic circle and surely not air-cooled Porsches. Jan raced in uh, sprint and endurance racing activities. He was team manager at Le Mans for GT1 Jet Alliance and also Lotus Works team at Jet Alliance and holds several world records for long distance driving around the world. Jan is the co-owner of an extreme driving company as well. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsor. So give him a little love and we'll be right back for a great adventure. We're sitting here with uh, Jan outside of Copenhagen. Covercraft has the most complete line of custom seat covers available. Choose between the Polycotton Seat Savers, Endura Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, Leatherette Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, and their durable Carhartt Seat Covers. 
They're all easy to install and remove. And guess what? They're machine washable too. Easy cleanup to make them look brand new. No more worries about the kids spilling on your seats or your pets damaging your expensive upholstery or leather. Covercraft's quality seat covers protect from damaging pet claws, pet fur, hair, mud, moisture, food, drink spills, drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's fine surfaces. Headrest and armrest covers and color options are also available on many of the styles. And I've got a great offer for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping with the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Visit Covercraft.com today. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So we are back. So I want to dive a little deeper into the corner. And when I ask you about your business, I want you to kind of tell me everything you're doing. But I want to go back a little bit here because you used to drive race cars. Uh, you were team manager for some Lamar teams. I assume that's maybe where you met uh, your business partner. But can we take a little walk through your history? Because uh, you're quite the driver. Well, yeah, I, um, I, I basically built my first race car myself. Uh, I didn't have the, the family to, to take me through the go-kart career. So, so I, when, I, when I finally had enough money, I built my, my own car and I won my, my debut race and, and I became a national champion the first season and, and, uh, yeah, and and then it just went from there. I, I realized that endurance racing was more my thing. Um, uh, I have maybe a special philosophy. Uh, how can I say to 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 describe sprint racing and and endurance racing? Um, I, I always say sprint racing is maybe it's not politically correct what I say, but it's like going to a to a prostitute. You do things you are not supposed to do. You you <laughs> do it hard. You do it horribly. Uh, and you just leave, uh, meaning you push everyone off if you can. Whereas endurance racing, it's like making love with your wife. Uh, you you need to <laughs> to do it for a long time. You need to do it again. You need to love it. You need to do it. And 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 I basically just fell for this uh, for this endurance thing uh, because there are so many aspects to it. It's not only you. It's the whole team. It's 
the whole preparation and 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 well prepared is job half done. Um, so so I I I I got into to endurance racing and did a, f- a few a handful well 10 24 hours uh, races um, in Europe and and Middle East. Um, but then I I had um, basically my my balance system collapsed. Uh, and and it meant that I was not able really to go on on slick tires anymore, uh, and then I went into to managing uh, race teams. Um, so so that's that's where my 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 petrol injected blot comes from, I guess. <laughs> petrol injected, yeah. Well, and that's the most unique way I've ever heard anybody described uh, sprint racing and endurance racing, but we'll leave it, we'll leave <laughs> it at that. So let's talk about what you're doing there at Calmer Automotive, because those listeners who remember Tom, who was on the show, I mean, the guy's known as Mr. Lamar, you know, definitely talk about endurance racers. But you got involved with Tom and you guys are building, and the way I described it is uh, plant fiber bodywork, uh, maybe EV versions. Tell our listeners, what are you guys building there? And you know I'm a Porsche guy. Uh, we share this affliction, you and I and Tom. Uh, what are you guys up to there at Kalmar Automotive? Well, it's it's a little bit like the never-ending discussion, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Some, I think now five, four and a half year, years ago, Tom and another common friend of ours called me from Pebble Beach, uh, and they were standing at a stand that are producing very high quality backdated 911s. Um, and he said, I want one, because he wanted a car from each of the manufacturers uh, with whom he won uh, the 24 of Le Mans. And uh, his first victory was actually in a used Porsche. Um, so, so, and he knew I was involved in, in various Porsche projects and, and said, can you, can you do me one? And I, yeah, I, 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 I can. And since he's from 1967, I suggested to, to make a 1967 car and really make it super nice for him. And he was like, yeah, but I like this new backdate thing. And I was like, okay, let, let, then let's take a 930 because his race car also was a turbo. So, so that would kind of extend that story. And he kept saying, yeah, but I really like these little bit more modern cars. So I was like, okay, we can do it. Um, and our common friend uh, who has done Le Mans five times, I think, he said, I'll take one too. So so suddenly we had two guys who wanted this car. And, and, and the original plan was to make a, a steel car. And, and then it turned out that it was actually easier to make a full carbon um, fiber body. And then we, we made the agreement that we are not going to tell anyone what we are doing and and i estimated it would take about 18 to 24 months it took three years and when we were done with the car we kind of agreed maybe others likes this car too yeah and decided to to start selling them um and and that world that went um yeah much better than we ever would have dreamt of and when you say the plant fiber car then it's it's actually something that has come later on mm-hmm. because it, it, it's kind of you, you need to find your, your, your position in the market. And, um, and I think regardless, we, we are not able to uh, neglect the environment. And, and I, I like to say what I think. And I think that the modern automotive industry is approaching 
a scam, to be honest, um, the way that, oh, we just need all to drive electric vehicles and then we save the world. I, I don't really believe in that. Uh, we have a, a Danish envi environmentalist who said the, the greenest car you can ever buy is the one you don't buy. <laughs> yeah, okay. And he he said it's better to, like, unless you drive hundreds of thousands of miles per year, it's better to keep your 30-year-old Volvo than to buy a new Toyota Prius or something. Um, and 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 I, it kept, like, ringing in my head, and suddenly I, I said, well, actually what we are doing is extremely environmental friendly because we build a new car, but we don't. We put new life into an existing car. Mm, and already it. there, we are so, like, if you take the CO2 calculation, we are 20 years of, of driving uh, ahead when we start. Right. Um, but but I, I, I kind of like to go all the way. Um, and I have a good friend um, who happens to be the owner of the company who has done Tom's uh, LMP1 cars, the, the, the monocoque design, uh, uh, an Italian engineering company. And I went to him and said, can't we do something even more? And uh, he said, well, we can replace the carbon fiber with plant fiber. So that, that has been eating CO2 when it was growing. So, so you actually get a... <laughs> you start with a negative. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, now now we have now we have uh, now we have two two advantages, and 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 um, and I then looked into the electric uh, or the electrification, and whether you like it or not, it's extremely effective. Like like the 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 the, the amount of energy that goes into moving the car forward is just superior. Uh, on an electric car uh, compared to a con uh, combustion engine. And and I was like, do we talk about performance zero to 100? Do we? No, because these cars, they are, let's face it, they are expensive. And you can go out and buy a new Porsche or a new whatever that will be faster from zero to 100 any day of the week. But it doesn't have the personality. It doesn't have this uniqueness. Um, and, and I... I kind of, we looked for a name and, and I decided to call it Evergreen. We're just about to launch that concept now. So, so I think it's actually the, yeah, would be the first place where this is, 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 is mentioned. Um, so, so we're going to do a line which we call Evergreen uh, because it's kind of something that lasts for a long time and it, it has a green uh, aspect to it. So, so, um, so that, that, that's, uh, that's a journey we have started uh, and, and want to, let's say, not be famous for it, but at least be known for uh, buying the greenest car you will ever have bought. Because I dare, I, I dare to challenge whatever new car, if you take the full calculation, we are superior, um, which, which is uh, maybe some big shoes to fill, but um, why not just go for it? You know, I find this really fascinating because when you think about it, at first thought, you're building a hot, basically a hot rod. If you think about the U.S. hot rod industry back in the 50s, taking old cars, putting new life into them. Of course, they had big belching gas guzzling engines in them. But you're kind of a hot rod builder, which if you went to the average person and said, well, this guy's working on becoming what we would call a green company, what you've described. And they'd go, you're crazy. He's building hot rod rebuilt Porsches. You're nuts. But you're not. And, and I like the whole concept behind what you're doing. I had a guest on the show quite a long time ago. He was guest number 821. His name is Bruce Denson. 
And he's the uh, CEO, designer, and founder of a company called Renew Sports Cars in Key West, Florida. I'd have to go back and see if they're even still around, but he was building the bodies for his cars out of uh, cannabis, hemp. Mm-hmm. And But that's plant fiber. Plant like, fiber, yeah. So if, if you have a really bad day, you can smoke the door and then all is <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that to come uh, come to light. Well, you know, I find what you're doing absolutely fascinating. And since I love Porsches and I've really I've done probably in the last five years, a bit of an about face about Porsches. I was always a purist uh, when it came to my old Porsches. But I love now the concept of a re-given to life Porsche, what we would call a, a retro or a reimagine in the case of uh, singer uh, Rob Dickinson or some of the others who are building RSR projects and there's others. I think it's pretty cool. And I like your entire concept about what you're doing. Tell our listeners a little bit about some of the cars, like how many cars have you built so far and what kinds of things are you doing to these cars to put new life into them to make them more fun outside of the possibility of an EV? Well, that was why I said just a while ago, it's difficult to say what came first, the chicken or the egg. <laughs> right. Because parallel to, to um, it started already in 2010 um, because I wanted to do these long distance driving. And I, and I looked which is the best car for it. And I decided the Porsche Cayenne was the best car for it. And that was actually where I, I, I bought a new Cayenne and I, I modified it uh, fully um, with one purpose, to be able to drive and drive and drive and drive. And everybody said, no, you cannot go through Africa in a Porsche if, if, if it breaks down. And it's like, yeah, but you need to prepare so it doesn't break down. So, so I actually started this, this journey already in 2010. And then uh, for the event company we had, I, I, it's impossible to compete with the manufacturers. I've done a lot of development for various manufacturers uh, for their driving programs, but I have realized that my person does not really fit too well with the big, um, with the big corporates. Um, so, so I wanted to do it on my own and to control depreciation. I decided to take Aircool 911s and prepare them for things that they were not really planned for, but they actually work very well in those environments. And that all actually was before Tom came to me. And when Tom came together with with uh, Lars, was the own was the the, the customer for for the second car. We were all talking about how much horsepower can we get out and no sound insulation and uh, solid top mounts and hard bushes and performance and blah, 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 blah. And, and when we finished the cars, they were not really nice to drive. Mm. They were bloody fast, but they were not nice to drive. And when we started selling them, nobody cared about the zero to 100 time or zero to 60, I guess you call it. But they talked about sound system. Uh, rain sensor, uh, comfort indicator, uh, 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 comfort, uh, blah, all these things. Right. So, so we, we basically uh, aimed our guns in one direction, which was all good and fine until we, we drove the car. And it was way too, too, too track orientated. And, and we, we changed the car 272 points after we were done. And all of them was less performance, more comfort. Um, because at the end of the day, what, what I feel this 
whole backdate movement comes from is um, the, the generations that had a poster of a 930 on the wall or, or, or a F model or whatever, they now have the money to buy a, a nice car. They still have the dream of the poster on their wall, but they don't want all the hassle. <laughs> they don't want a carburetor. They don't want this. They don't want that. When, when they press the brake, you don't know if it will stop. If you press the gas, nothing happens. So actually, they want a modern car in a classic wrap. Yep. And this is what we do, like, day in and day out. It is to, like... Just a small thing like our, we run lithium batteries. You, you can, with our backdated cars, you can go in and see what is this, the current uh, uh, charge of your battery. And if somebody would, God forbid, steal your car, you can from your telephone switch off the car. <laughs> nice, yeah. And, and, and it's like um, we, we all, I say we, but the customers, they all have this romantic view on how the cars used to be but they don't really want them. Yeah, you know, I, this is so common. I, I always I always say it's akin to an old girlfriend. The memories far exceed the idea of actually going back. And, yeah, yeah. you know, because, yeah, and, and it's what's happening now. And it again, it's kind of like the hot rod scene in the 50s and 60s, but very, very different because you talk to people who say they want an old Corvette. They've always dreamed of an old Corvette. And then they go drive one and they go, this sucks. This, yeah. uh, my, my Camry is so comfortable. My Lexus, my Mercedes, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, this is a very interesting uh, twist that's occurring right now. And, of course, you've got the dynamics of baby boomers coming of age and having money. You've got young tech guys that have money, and they can have whatever they want. Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about maybe a challenge in all this endeavor. So keep the seatbelts tight, and we'll be right back. Auto Geeks Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant. It's a spray-on, wipe-off sealant that's quick, safe, and easy to clean and protect your vehicles. I love using it on all my cars. Auto Geek's Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant is a spray-on, wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products, and Blackfire Spray Sealant takes advantage of of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting, hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to autogeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Check them out today. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. 
And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So let's talk about this uh, challenge factor. No doubt your entire life has been, because uh, you were involved in racing, challenge equals racing. It happens all the time. But is there maybe one big challenge that you faced? It could even be with the current projects you're working on that taught you a really valuable lesson that you could turn into something positive going forward? Um, I think with 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 the with the Calum Automotive project, it, it, it was somehow to... to to satisfy a, a nine-time Le Mans winner, um, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> that was like he, yeah, he knows what he wants. Yeah, I would say he definitely know what he do, what he does not want. Ah, um, and and uh, he he comes from a world where where every little detail is prepared to to the extreme, and it has been a bit, or it is a benchmark. Like when he was finally happy. I was very confident that many other people would be happy as well, and um, so 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 he's a good um, he's a good test. Uh, so, so so that that was hard work. Like uh, um, thousands and thousands of messages has gone between us. Uh, um, yeah, so we basically we have developed the car via WhatsApp. Um, because <laughs> I, I'm traveling, he's traveling, yeah. and, and there have been millions of gigabyte of data going between with small videos and pictures and do you like this or do you like that um, we, we've tried to basically take a lot of parts from the Porsche bin and stick together like for me the the 911 ST uh, is the most beautiful 911 that the world has ever seen and um, because it's it's round 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 and for me a 911 is round um, and 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 I've tried to make so many round details in in that car, um, um, but then the, the 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 front lip of a 930 has always been something special for me. Uh, so 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 that has inspired the front. So so we've kind of taken from 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 various um, places um, in the in the in the Porsche bin, and 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 actually the whole design started. From the rear spoiler, the rear spoiler is um, as as on 993 and 964 um, retracting. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. It's coming yes. out. Yep. And I always liked the F model fixed grille. Mm. Um, so we ended up uh, machining a, a grille that looks like an F model grille, but it comes out. Mm. I dare to say that the 964 rear spoiler was never a rear spoiler. It is a device to limit the noise due to new noise regulations in 1988, uh, where they started measuring only when the car was at standstill. And that's why it goes in. It's actually the oil temperature overrules the spoiler. So it's clear it's, it's for cooling. It's not for downforce. And, and when, 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 some say that they need a spoiler on a 911, old 911. Ah, I think they have quite a lot of weight on the rear axle already. Yes. Uh, so, so to be honest, that thing there does not create that much downforce. Um, and, and, and that's why on, on our car, you will, you will see it goes in and lies flush like a, like an F model. And then at, at uh, 100 kilometers an hour, it, it pops out, but it's only to get more access to more air. 
um, uh, for for the for the engine cooling. So 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 it's like we've taken taken from everywhere, and then last but not least, we don't have a rain gutters like the nine five nine. For me, the nine five nine is the holy grail uh, at, in in the Porsche family. That was. Uh, the time where where the company was run by by engineers and not by controllers and that's why they built the car where the production price was twice as high as the sales price which was why they were about to go bust but nevertheless that car is a monster and so so that is kind of our tribute to to the 959 that we have removed the rain gutters and, and it really changed the appearance of the car. Um, yeah. It softened everything. And, you know, I, I know um, Bruce Canapa and he's building the 959, you know, uh, his his version of that car, kind mm-hmm. of doing a similar thing. And you think about taking that car and making it better. And, of course, at the time it was built, it was state of the art. But it, we know more now, right? And I agree with you. I bought a 964, a Carrera 2, years ago. It was a 91 model. And when I was sitting there at the dealer and he said, oh, look at this, you know, you can push this button and the tail comes up and gives it more downforce. I'll never forget, there was a guy standing in there and he said, that's not what that's for. That's to get more air to the engine. And the salesman goes, no, it's not. It's so you can, you know, and I remember them having the argument. I'm standing there listening and I'm thinking, about this salesman going, I don't think you know what you're talking about, dude. I think that guy knows what he's talking about because you have to stop and think about it. There's lots of weight on the back of this car. So, yeah. But I did I did 304 kilometers an hour in, in one of the prototypes, and then I took off the engine for the spoiler, and I did the same speed, and I couldn't feel any difference. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I think uh, – no, it is. It is how how it is. And, how it is. And when you men- when you mentioned Bruce, he is actually our dealer for, to the U.S. So uh, he will get cars over now and and will will represent us. So uh, so we're super proud to be in with him. Well, I think so. That guy's got the best toy store I've ever seen on the planet. <laughs> I mean, you go there and you don't you don't want to leave. Uh, no. It's so absolutely. And every car I've seen come out of his shop that friends of mine have bought, they're the best of the best. I mean, mm-hmm. so he he only aligns with people who are the best of the best, and you're a great example of that. Hey, let's talk about maybe one special car in your history, one car that you own that really stands out for you, and and maybe tell me a story about that ride. Well, I don't know. Um, I I I I I've owned a lot of cars, um, and. Uh, but but I have I have one 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 specific car that that uh, brings a, a very special smile to my face. Uh, it's an X Factory Lotus Elise, a Sport Elise, like they made a, a a one mark series one mark series in in the UK, uh, which was the let's say the pre Lotus Exige cars, and they were center seated like the McLaren F1, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, I think I, I came very close to driving heaven on one specific lap, lap at Nürburgring because the, the car is not fast. I've, I've, I've done a lot. Like I think I've done four 24-hour races there or five. Wow. Um, that specific lap, I, I will just never forget. That's where, where it all adds up. Like the only thing that was missing was the good music, <laughs> but it was during a race, so you don't really listen to the good music there. Right. But um, so, so that is actually one of the most rewarding no, I think, well, it's by far the most re- rewarding car I, I've owned uh, when it comes to driving. Uh, 
but of course it breaks down all the time and it's not really reliable blah 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 but but um, but that's that's i must say that's lightweight and showing that you actually don't need six seven eight hundred horsepower that that 230 40 horsepower can 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 do what it can do um so so that's that's uh, i think that's one of my my favorite cars those cars are so fun. There's a local racetrack here, Pacific Raceway, and there's a driving school there uh, that the owner of, owns. And they had a series of these Lotuses when they first started doing their driving school. And I got to do some laps in one of those cars. And oh my gosh, it was like putting on a nice, comfortable little suit and going yeah. out and enjoying that thing. Yeah, they're beautiful. Fun little cars. Uh, you look at the street versions of those things and you think, I don't know how you could live with that because you, you really have to crawl into it to drive yeah. it and it's hard to get out. I'm, I'm not a big guy, so I can fit in any race car, but if you're tall, it makes it hard, but that's, that's a special car. So I'm going to be your car psychologist today, all right? I'm going to crawl mm -hmm. into your head a little bit here, see what's ticking up there. If you are manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is the man you see in the mirror. All the little idiosyncrasies about you, Jan, what would you be, but more importantly, why? Oh, it, it, it's going to be uh, either side of the spectrum. Okay. My, 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 my dream car and, and the best car ever produced and most likely that will have ever been produced is the McLaren F1. Mm. Um, I've driven it and it's unbelievable. Unfortunately, it's twenty million dollars now, but <laughs> yeah. but but it's uh, I drove it when it was only five or six million dollars. Um, oh, uh, only <laughs> that, that 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 car is is uh, is is a masterpiece. Um, um, but that's too easy to choose. Like no, I I I think um, let's uh, drop to uh, to um, to a more realistic. Uh, we can pass by Mitsubishi Lance Evolution 6, Tommy Mackinnon edition. That is, I think, one of the best value for money cars that I've ever driven. But but uh, I would go to a Lotus uh, Super 7. Oh. A well-prepared well Lotus Super 7 Caterham, I would say. But let's just call it Lotus Super 7 uh, with, a, with a good engine. Um, because it, it just gives you... you it can be pissing down, but you're still smiling in it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like you, you, you are, I, you have everything in that car except comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Go kart, go far for the road. It's yeah. Pretty special, but McLaren. Oh yeah. I got to go to the McLaren factory when they first were building those. Cause I was importing Facom tools and Facom was supplying tools to them at the time and their F1 team. And there was a little compartment. I remember on the side that had a custom Facom toolkit that fit into that car. And I just remember standing there going, I think I'm in front of something very historic here. You know, I mean, it's just, there was, this was way back when, I think when they first came out, weren't they around a million dollars or something, or maybe a little less? I don't remember. Less, less. And everybody said the McLaren must be crazy. It's impossible to sell these cars. And it was like, they couldn't sell them. Yeah. Little different story. Well, they're the, what I call the new era GTO. Ferrari GTO, as far as collectability, yeah. you know, and all that. But uh, prices are getting up there. I saw uh, uh, Gordon Murray was was asked what he would change on the car. That was before he did his new project. But but he was like, hmm, um, I, only one thing comes to my mind, and that is that the bracket for the light switch for the engine compartment is two piece, and we could have done that one piece. <laughs> That was the only thing he wanted to change. <laughs> that sounds like something Gordon Murray would say. Yeah, he just launched a new car that actually Bruce yeah. Canepa is going to be carrying as well. So, yeah, 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 pretty darn cool. Is there a way that you like to, to help others in the automotive sector or maybe bring up young people into the sector to, to help them get a start in their careers? 
Um, yeah, well, I started when I was, I don't know, 15, 14, uh, helping out in a, in a rally team. And, and what I miss, and that's maybe just my, my passion that has not really gone away is yet. Uh, I, I, we, we worked there th- uh, two nights a week, uh, plus, plus Saturdays. And we were paid a burger per per session, <laughs> and that was it. Like we got dinner or lunch. Um, that that doesn't exist anymore, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and and to be honest, passion and money they don't in my world work so well together. Like it's it's really hard to find guys doing it because they want, and not just because they are paid for it. Um, so whenever I get across someone like that. Um, he or she uh, will be promoted fast in my in my world. Yeah, exactly. So this this may sound like a crazy question for a guy like you who's been on many what I call ultimate drives, and you are the ultimate driver because of your endurance history. But if I open my checkbook, the unlimited funds here at Cars, yeah, and I could buy you any car in the world, and you could take it anywhere in the world and you could drive it for as long as you'd like anywhere in the world and you could be with anybody in the world or someone who's passed what does the ultimate drive look like for a guy like you that's been on so many ultimate drives okay that's evil <laughs> sorry <laughs> but not <laughs> <laughs> um i at some stage i will drive to the south pole um that's kind of one of them i need to do and and the only vehicle down there is is my favorite hate brand, which is a Toyota, um, because that's 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 the only ones that will last going down there. Um, but that's not really a dream drive. That's more a dream. Yeah, if that makes sense. I could connect you with Renee Brinkerhoff, who you know. Um, you know, she took a little Porsche down there and did a little drive. Not yeah, a, but, not really an endurance drive, but. Yeah. No, and and she didn't go to the South Pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, she, she she did a she did a nice loop, and and I really like it's unbelievable what she, what she's been doing. Like uh, absolutely hats off. Uh, so so um, it's not uh, I'm in no way or form saying she didn't do amazing, but uh, but I want to I want to go to the the real South, the Pole. South Pole. Yeah. Um. So so let's take this journey. So if you're going to the South Pole and you in in my budget for you to build anything, would you build a air cooled Porsche that would work down there? Do you think? I I think it's too high. Like I I think because uh, it's it's like I don't know, is it twelve thousand feet or something? It's uh, way up there. Yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 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 you're gonna run out of oxygen, uh, like for cooling. Um, but it's bloody cold down there, so it might work. And um, no, you won't. Like it, it's impossible. Like because you you don't have the the necessary ground clearance. Uh, no matter what you do, like then you need to put the the big big I don't know what you call them thirty forty six inch uh, tires on on the outside. It would just look stupid. No, I like uh, like. Um, um, Icelandic trucks, they, they, they do the cars for down there and it's, it's Toyotas. It's, it's a three X axle Toyotas. Uh, so no, I, I don't know. I, I, I think either taking one of our cars, uh, we're working on a new project, <laughs> which I cannot mention here, but, but, uh, uh, that car I think is going to be worth a dream drive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've just done a, a 6,000 kilometer Europe tour in one of the two prototypes, and that was at, at also really up there. Um, but but uh, I, I I might go back to the to the Mitsubishi Lance Evolution Six, um, a small mountain road. Uh, whether it's uh, sealed off or not, <laughs> I don't know. That that is uh, that uh, yeah that remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, and 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 of course, like I, you can take the obvious uh, answer and say, oh, I want to bring my family, but but they always sleep when I'm driving. So so <laughs> yeah. so yeah. that's not. Uh, I, I I woke up my daughter. We were doing 280 kilometers now on a German highway, and I woke her up to tell her, oh, you're driving faster than you you've ever done before. And she kind of looked and said, oh, okay, and slept on. I went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So 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 that's not really. No, I I have. Um, my my dear old friend Peter, um, him and I, we have done so many road trips, uh, and 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 we never run out of uh, subjects to talk about. So so uh, so I think we will actually just uh, blast up a a mountainside. Unfortunately, I get car sick if I don't drive, so I have to have the steering wheel in my hands. But um, but um, no, that's that's a good drive for me. I think it would be. You know, you've taken us on a wonderful drive today, Jan. This has been so much fun. I could talk to you for hours. I can't wait to see some of the new projects that are coming along. Before I let you go, would you share maybe some words of inspiration, a success quote, or some kind of maybe saying that might give some uh, meaning and inspiration to a listener today? Yeah, um, I, I I love um, I actually love mottos. I, I, is it called motto? motto like, yeah, uh, a motto, a mantra. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for instance, um, the good old uh, if you if you only follow in other people's footsteps, you will never be able to overtake. <laughs> this this is this is one f- which which I like when when I learned to walk. I wanted to run and I learned when I learned to jump, I, I wanted to fly. I think this is very much my personality. And then I, th- I, I think uh, not, not be afraid of mistakes um, because you learn from mistakes and, and uh, it becomes stupid if, if you reproduce them. Um, but if you don't dare to, to, to take risk, uh, you will never separate from the mass. And, and uh, I am very passionate and, and um, yeah, just follow your dreams. If yeah. if you do the best you can, uh, nobody can complain. I think so. Great, great models you have there. How can people learn more about Kalmar Automotive? Uh, we have a homepage, kalmarautomotive.com. Um, and then we have our adventure chips, which is just basically my name, jankalmar.com. Uh, and if they somebody wants to go and and race against Tom. Uh, we have Spirit of Speed uh, dot life, uh, where where Tom is um, sometimes joining and and um, he's always keen to to take up a race uh, still. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so um, yeah, so you can find more 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 uh, information there. There you go. Well, say hello to Tom for me. Uh, it was great having him on the show. And for you listeners that missed that talk, you got to go back and find it. It's on the Cars yeah website. Hey, Jan, thanks for taking some time out of a very busy, exciting life. This has been a delight to get to know more about you, your brand. I can't wait to see one of your cars in person. Maybe someday I'll be lucky enough to drive one of those cars. That would be really, really cool. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. 
If your car started today, well, thank a tech. If that truck delivering your goods today got to your home or your business, thank a tech. If that airplane you rode in took off and landed safely, and if that boat you're riding in arrived at the dock safe and sound, that's right, thank a tech. One thing the pandemic has taught us is that great techs keep America rolling. They are essential workers and we need them. Support career and technical education by getting involved with TechForce Foundation. It's a Cars Yeah charity of choice. Learn more at techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Cars Yeah.